What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver, and gig economy news. Sponsored by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideShareRodeo.com, and WithPara.com. I'm your host, S.J., and we're going to get it on. So this week, we're going to talk about what happened with California AB5, how it affected independent contractors, freelancers, um, gig workers, uh, everything. And then next Monday... Um, the pro, they're going to try and pass, pass the PRO Act. I think this is a very important episode for everybody in any of those industries that I just mentioned to listen to because there's 59 million um, independent contractor, freelancers, uh, gig workers in the United States. 59 million. And the PRO Act is looking to end independent contractor status. So... It is following the model of AB5 and still using the ABC test. So without getting too much into the details, I'm going to roll right into our segment here today because it runs just a little bit over, and uh, and we're going to talk about all of it. And this is probably going to be the last episode we discuss AB5 because other than just keeping up with it in the news because I think we have a really, really, really good rundown of it today. So I'm really happy to have this interview, and um, I'm going to bring Lisa on now, and we are going to discuss this, and I will come back on the other side. So today we have Lisa Rothstein. Um, she is a California resident and a uh, freelance, is it designer? I, I'm freelance at a bunch, as a bunch of different things. Right, okay. Well, yeah. um, but another person who is who has been tragically affected by AB5, which most all of my listeners at this point know at this point is was created to go after the app-based gig economy. And Prop, Prop 22 made it so that they went on to the exempt list. And there's a long history here of AB5 to AB2257. I literally was wondering if Prop 22 passed why the need for AB5 would even still be there. I understand the unions would want a piece of everything they could, but it was based to go after the gig economy. And then when the gig economy beat it, they still kept all the freelancers, self-employed, independent contractors in under that AB5 law. And also during the pandemic, I mean, this all couldn't have come at worse timing and it couldn't have been a worse thing. And I want to talk with Lisa a little bit today about AB5 and what it's turning into because this, all of my listeners across the country and anybody listening out of country who's, who's, who's curious what's going on here in the States, we're very concerned because the PRO Act could be the national version of AB5 and could really, I hate to say this, but could cause an end to true independent contractors who have been that their whole lives. I mean... So, um, Lisa, thank you for coming on. And i i wanted to I wanted to ask you if uh, you know. I mean, so let's go back in the history line a little bit and see what how what you're thinking about AB five and how it's affected you. Well, hi there, and I'm so so glad you had me on. So, 
Um, what I'm thinking about AB5 is that I'm watching, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm watching a, uh, like a, a horror movie happen again. Uh, we're going to talk about the PRO Act a little bit later that happened to all of us in California at the end of 2019. And so what happened with the PRO Act, um, I mean, with the AB5 is that, um, you know, towards the end of 2019, um, well, here's, I'll talk to you from my experience. Towards the 20, end of 2019, we began to hear about this new law that was coming down the pike and most of the press talked about about Uber and Lyft and 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 and, and rideshare and stuff like that. And since I wasn't, I mean, I have been a driver, but I wasn't doing it anymore, and I never did it as a as a like a full time thing or anything. So I didn't think it affected me. I'm incorporated. I have an S corporation in California. I pay a lot of money to to be incorporated. So I thought, well, obviously, I'm running a business. This is not going to affect me. But then um, when it finally when the Pro Act passed, I mean, the, sorry, AB five passed. Um, you know, everybody I know, including me, um, not as much me, I'm, I'm lucky because most of my clients are out of state, started to get calls from their, from their longtime clients, people who are writers and graphic designers and consultants and coaches and other kinds of outside contractors began to get calls from their clients saying, we're really sorry, we love your work, but we can't work with you anymore. And you'd be like, well, why? It's like, well, there's this new law. Well, what new law? And that we didn't know anything about it. Nobody told us, nobody warned us, nobody said anything about it. I mean, everybody in Sacramento, like Lorena Gonzalez, who, who supposedly wrote this thing, says, oh, well, it was completely public. Anybody could have seen it. Well, yeah, if we were looking over their shoulders of what they were doing in Sacramento, none of us are like, were, were political type people before that. We were just going about our business, doing our thing. Next thing we know, um, you can't hire an independent contractor in California and, um, or from California. So, you know, companies that aren't even based in California started dropping everybody who was based in California. Um, and we tried to explain to, to her and to everybody, hey, you know, I don't think you meant to cancel us. You know, we understand that sometimes people are exploited, but I think we're happy. Some of us are making six figures. We're doing fine. And, and now you're telling us that, that, well, no, they have to make you an employee. We don't want to be anybody's employee. That's why we're independent contractors in the first place. They don't want to make us an employee because they don't want to you know, have to do payroll taxes and all kinds of onboarding and all that kind of stuff. Not only that, when you're an employee, you can't um, deduct your business expenses. So we'd have to pay in taxes extra. So it's it's like, it's, it's a paperwork nightmare. So the result was, I mean, what Lorena Gonzalez said was going to happen was that, well, it's, it, we shouldn't be angry at her. We should be angry at these big, bad companies who are exploiting us and not giving us our sick days and our whatever. And it's like sick days, I take off whenever I want. I do what I want. I don't need someone to tell me when I, when I can call in sick or tell me when I can go on vacation. So this is all, you know, BS. So, so the, um, you know, so it's just, so, but she said we should be putting the onus on the companies and they, she said they would make us all W2. They would make us all employees instead of freelancers and we'd all be better off because we'd be protected. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. Companies that used freelancers from California just, just dropped them. Either you did without, um, maybe put more work on the people who are already inside their company or they went to other States Lots of people in Florida are, are do, making a lot more money since AB5 passed because they're getting work that used to be ours. Um, they're going overseas. I'm going overseas. I've got work I would need done for my business that, um, that I, I am not sure that, I, that would not be in violation of AB5. And by the way, if you violate um, AB5, the EDD finds out that you've hired somebody freelance and they think that person should have been classified as an employee, you could be, you could be liable for up to $25,000 per contractor. So why would any company take the risk? So Californians are radioactive now. 
And, um, and so a lot of people lost longtime clients that they've been working with for a long time. A lot of people, you know, lost six figure incomes overnight with no warning. And, and all that, uh, Lorna Gonzalez had to say about it was, well, those weren't real jobs anyway. They were just freelance <laughs> positions. Oh, these are hard See, exact words, exact words verbatim. I'm not paraphrasing. Yeah, no. And I remember I, we were tracking on Uber Lyft drivers, the time period that you're talking about where you kind of didn't know it was going on unless you were looking. We actually knew I'm here in Colorado, but I have people mm-hmm. all over the country who helped me with that site. So I had people from California who were involved, who were telling me, listen, you got to look at this. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. You know, I didn't think it was really what they were saying as bad as they were saying. And so it hadn't passed yet. And then I remember, and I've said this before, um, I remember it being like there was a deadline with Newsom and Lorena Gonzalez to get this thing sealed up. And I remember Newsom's team, this was like October of or September, maybe somewhere getting near the end, but not near the end of 2019. And whatever went into law. And I remember it was supposed to happen by a Friday, but it happened on a Saturday night, like at midnight. It was like behind closed doors. Nobody knew except for the people in the know. And those, and then all of a sudden it was just law. And I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? And all of a sudden you guys were all under this thing that was going to happen on January 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there was going to be no exemptions. And then all of a sudden we started seeing the exemption lists start happening. Yeah. You know, like anesthesiologists were the first ones that mm-hmm. I remember because every one of them doesn't work for the hospital. They work right. independently and they work for all hospitals. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I'm not going to do six jobs a year. I'm going to do 600. Right. And you're not, I mean, you would be taking literally 90% of my income away. Right. And exactly. so I remember that's what started the exemption list. As far as I remember was anesthesiologists. They went to town. All of a sudden there was like little things here and there. And I remember the, all it was, was the medical community at first started getting picked out. They were exempt. Well, I think the lawyers started... got the first exemptions. They're not, oh, they're the lawyers, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. You know. clearly. <laughs> I should have said that. Um, yeah, they had to so that they could serve the clients, obviously. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to have the clients. I know, um, I know. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a boondoggle for them, you know. But then, all, but then the exemption list kept growing. I mean, it kept right. growing to a, a point where literally at a point, she had to rewrite this to be AB2257, which wasn't just... Well, there's a, there's a story behind AB2257, and I want to give a shout-out to the California Freelance Writers United. Uh, okay. uh, it's known as uh, at CAFWU, C-A-F-W-U, on Twitter. Um, they they actually kind of, like, forced her hand. They, they, there was so much bad press about this, and especially this when, the, when AB5 first came out, to be a freelance writer or cartoonist, which is what, which is what I do, or a, a photographer, you were limited to 35 submissions per, per uh, outlet before they had to make you an employee. Which and, is that, and that was news writers as well, too, right? Yeah, yeah, anybody, any kind of writer. Okay. Um, and, and, and even if somebody had a weekly column that's 52, you couldn't be a, a freelancer. So people are losing like weekly columns that they've had for years because, um, because well, we don't want to, you know, nobody wanted to make them an employee. They didn't want to be an employee. And nobody, and besides these outlets didn't want to have to keep count of how many, um, how many, uh, you know, how many, how many posts have you, how many, how many things have you posted? Um, you know, now we're going to be in violation. So they said, so uh, companies like Vox fired 200 California based freelancers in one day. 
um, after AB5 passed. And, you know, they're still, they're still hiring freelancers, just not from California. Was it after they it passed or after it went into law? I don't remember. Um, okay. I don't remember Something exactly when it happened, but it was like sometime. And by the way, it almost doesn't matter because it was passed in September and it went into law the following January, which is almost unheard of for something to go that Right. Fast. I guess my, my question there a little bit was more, did I'm wondering if people were like, is this real? And they waited until it actually went into law to see if it was going to be real and how real, or were they just like the AB5 thing is going to happen and they preemptively, I'm trying to still figure that part out, but. Um, no, they didn't care. They didn't, they didn't care who it hurt. And frankly, at first, I mean, I even went on, uh, on local television. I was asked to have to give an interview. And I remember this was right, right around the time it was about to go into law. Back when I still was of the, of the, I was still a babe in the woods and thought that I would be spared because I had an S corporation. Um, and yeah, that's, um, and I got to say, that's something I want to ask you about because I'm confused why you're not exempt <laughs> because they don't, they don't want anybody from, uh, you know, if you, they don't want people using incorporation as a way of getting around uh, the law. I mean, the fact is I am a solo proprietor. I mean, the sole proprietor, I mean, the, my, I am, I am, my company is, is officially a corporation, but I am the only one employed right. by it. I, I W2 But myself. you pay your taxes. I pay my taxes. I W2 myself. Right. I pay payroll yep. taxes to myself and all that stuff. That's not the issue. They do, what they're trying to do, look, if I, if I wanted to give anybody the benefit of the doubt, what I would be saying would be, like, people who really believe that this is the, the right thing to do, and I'll tell you why I think that's a complete, um, complete nonsense um, in a minute. But I, if pe- there are people who I think have been um, you know, brought along on this thing who are convinced, you know, that it's the right thing to do. And there are some people like Lorena Gonzalez, who has her own agendas, who really, really are, it's like a religion with them. They think that unions are the answer to everything. She actually posted that the other day, that they can cure most of society's ills, she wrote. There's really not much arguing. There's really not much point arguing with someone like that. But, but frankly, um, she's, she, she, she is, um, profiting both ways. She gets to, she gets to fulfill her, her ideology, whatever, or whatever you want to call it, her worldview. But at the same time, she's very high, heavily financed by labor unions. She's received millions and millions of dollars from them for her campaigns. So basically what happens is, um, unions, um, fund candidates like Lorena. She, she was perfect because she already was a true believer. She didn't even have, you know, some of the people I think in DC are paying lip service to, to believing in uh, in in uh, organized you know labor being the answer to everything, but she really believes it. So they so they basically recruit her to be their mouthpiece in Sacramento. They finance her campaign. They 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 get her elected in a in a in a in a district where there was like only fifteen percent turnout, but it managed to get her elected. And then she went to town, passing you know pushing through this law that they wrote. I mean, their, their, their fingerprints are all over it. That's probably, that's one of the reasons why she doesn't know what she's talking about half the time when she says, oh, sure, you can run a business um, under this. There's no reason why you can't run your business. And it's, there's a million reasons why you can't run your business. Because, for example, if you, this ABC test that's also in the PRO Act that we're going to discuss <laughs> later, um, <Yeah. laughs> you know, the A is, I think it, how it goes is you can't be under the control or direction of the hiring entity, which is normal. I mean, you don't, you know, it's like, like you can't be, um, you know, they can't, they can't be telling you how and when to work. B, this is the hard part for most of us. You can't yep. be in the same line of work as the company hiring you. And C, I forget what it is. I think it has, I think it has to do with, uh, it's, it's not hard to, to, to pass it. You have to be offering your services elsewhere or something. Your services have to be freely available to other people. So if I want, so going back to what I was about to say, 
if I wanted to ascribe good intentions to the people behind this law, I would say the, the reason for, the, for adopting this test and the reason for the law itself is that, is that companies often do, and it happens, um, but there are laws on the books already that are not being enforced that, that, would, that would aid against this. Companies do sometimes, and it has happened to me, I will be honest, um, hire somebody, call them an independent contractor, treat them exactly like an employee, and, and call them an independent contractor so that they can get out of paying payroll taxes and other kinds of and benefits and things like that. So there was a time when, you know, I was I was brought in as a as a copywriter for because I do writing and uh, artwork and other kinds of content. And I was brought in as a copywriter um, to uh, uh, I I don't want to go into too much detail because I want I don't want to get this person in trouble. But it's years ago anyway. It's past this. You know, they couldn't they couldn't go after her now. But, you know, someone I had worked with before, you know, freelance, you know, here and there. But she brought, she said, oh, I want to put you on my team and, and, but, and you know, as an independent contractor, which was fine with me. But then she wanted me to be sitting at my desk from nine until seven. And, and I was taking slacks in the middle of the night. And, you know, they were really telling me what to do and when. And they were also trying to make it so that I could not work with anybody else. And I'm like, you guys, I don't think this is even legal. This is before ABI. You know, that's the sort of thing that they're trying to um, fight against or trying to trying to uh, uh, prevent against, you know, what they call permalancers, people who come in and they might be sitting right in, in the office right next to somebody else who's an employee with benefits and sick days and everything, and I'm doing the exact same work for the exact same hours, um, and I'm not getting those things. That's what they're. That's what these laws are trying to um, to prevent. But unfortunately, um, it 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 it. It, it captures a lot of other people in the net. And the more I have seen and the more that I've read and the more that I've heard, the more I believe that the, um, the, real, uh, the real abuses are just an excuse for, the, for big labor to outlaw independent contracting altogether. They, the, 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 what, I, what we all thought was collateral damage or just an accident, I now believe was intentional. And it's happening with the PRO Act as well. Because the more, I mean, everybody, people who are for these things and, and fight against us on social media and stuff like that, when they want to insult us, they call us scabs. They call us bootlickers, which is a term I'd never even heard. And <laughs> the idea is that, you know, if we're, we're willing to go in there and work without, without any kind of protection or, or, or benefits or whatever from the company, that, that, that in, in their mind, that undercuts their ability to hold the, the boss's feet to the fire and collectively bargain. I, I can see their point if, the, if we were talking about some kind of like factory work or something like that, but I do very specialized work and for very specialized people. And there aren't a million other people doing what I'm doing. If I, even, and even freelance journalists and whatever, if they have their own unique voice, nobody can just come in and replace them. They're no, not, not they're, at all. They're not, they're not, it's not like we're all, they treat us like we're all the same. And we like to think that we're all different. And I think, each of us has a point, but the problem is they won't live and let live. They won't protect people's right to organize and protect, you know, the people who really are being exploited and allow the rest of us to just run our businesses. They want the entire pie. They want to monopolize everyone's labor. And that's what this is all about, really, all in, 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 the, in the final analysis, because what happens is they elect somebody like Lorena Gonzalez, who then passes something like AB5, um, who, who and then... The idea was with AB5 that they would get to unionize all of the Uber and Lyft drivers and they were rubbing their hands thinking because there were like half a million or something in just right. California, yeah. I think. Um, and they're thinking, wow, all these new union members, because union membership has fallen from what used to be like 30% or 33% of the workforce to 14%. 
So they're losing money and they're panicking. So they want warm bodies and they want money. So, you know, are there some drivers who are sleeping in their cars? Sure, but nobody's forcing them to drive. I mean, it's like... And I've said that yeah. time, time and time again that, hey, well, but, you know what? Yeah, if, the, if you want minimum wage and health insurance, go get a job. There's millions out there. Well, and if you want to drive, Amazon's hiring. FedEx is hiring. UPS is right. hiring. They're all hiring right now. So if, if you want to drive around all day and get a, and have a job and get get benefits and stuff like that, there are there's stuff available to you. The problem is you want to drive whenever you feel like it. And not yeah. whenever you feel like it. That's not a job, folks. I'm sorry. Right. We call those, we, I call those the cherry pickers. And I think you in California had a lot of them who would sit at home and wait for the right ride or, or I'm in the middle of laundry. I don't feel like taking that. That's not working. Oh, I I'm don't sorry. even know the people. I didn't even realize you could do that. I, I, sh I should have thought of that when I was driving. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. But yeah, I, but I, I just, I think, no, I think that what I'm talking about are the kinds of people who just like say, I can all feel like driving today. I'm just not going to go. You can't do that right. with a job, you know, or, you know, I'm going to, or if you, I, or if you I'm do, I'm going on you vacation can't. for a few weeks. I'm, you know, I'm going to go see my, you know, when I was working, um, you know, when my father, um, who passed away a few years ago when he was, he was in a long decline in New York city. Um, and I would, I, I flew back there, you know, half a dozen times thinking it was the end. And, and of course, when he passed, I wasn't there, but that's the way it goes. Um, you know, but I could not have done that when, if I had a regular, a real job, your boss doesn't let you do that, you know? So, so you can't have it both ways where you just get to show up whenever you feel like it and, and get all the benefits and everything. But that's what these folks seem to seem to want. But so the way it works is, you know, uh, the, the, the big, big labor pays somebody, you know, pays to get somebody like Lorena Gonzalez elected. She passes the, she passes a law like AB5. In their mind, she gets, she, she fixes it so they can unionize another half a million people. They get more money so that they can pay more to people like her. And, it, and around and around it goes. And I'm not, I'm not vilifying Democrats because on the other side of the aisle, you've got big business doing pretty much the same thing. So I'm right. not, no, no, it's you know, everybody's, everybody's I mean, being paid by somebody, but you got to follow every, the money. People you know? can make this political as you want, but to be honest, we both know on both sides of the political aisle, there's dirt and a lot well, of there's it. Not, it's all about, it's really, it's, it's, look, it's partly about the money. I, I, I think that people like Lorena Gonzalez and also, and to, to, to a different extent with the Bernie Sanders of the world and the AOCs of the world and all those kinds of things, they have a worldview that says, um, companies are making too much money off the backs of people. They should be giving the people more, uh, you know, sharing the wealth more with the people who are helping them succeed. And, you know, I can actually see the point of that. And in that case, you know, maybe should, should Uber sure. pay more money to their drivers, given that, given that without their drivers, they wouldn't have a business. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Um, you know, I don't know what they're paying them now, but you know, I do know some people are successful at it and other people aren't. And they, they, they it's through their own, efforts and ingenuity that they've been able to make it work. But, but I mean, that's a different argument than saying, um, you know, everybody should have to be in a union. Everybody should have to be employed by somebody. And I think that a lot of the argument comes down to um, companies that make too much money need to be punished. They need to be, you know, uh, we need to extract you know, money from them. They're not paying their fair share. And that's what a lot of this is about too, ideologically speaking. So the people who are true believers who aren't necessarily, you know, uh, motivated by, by the fact that they're being um, funded by, by, uh, by labor, by big labor, you know, have, really do believe that that is the case. And I don't disagree with them in, in, in some ways in principle. No, I, I don't at all. Yeah. I, Nobody, I, not, I just, most of us don't. I mean, you know. Right, of course. And, and, but I mean, like, if that's, if that's the case, you shouldn't be jumping on the AB5 bandwagon 
a year ago, you should have been knowing about this problem your whole life. Yeah, exactly. And, well, you yeah. know, it's, I mean, well, here's the other thing. I mean, look, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure how, where the, uh, where the proact fits into this, but at least in terms of AB5, Lorena Gonzalez is a very ambitious, not in, not terribly bright, but very very sad. Oh, she very, wants she wants the AG position. Oh, she, yeah, she wants any she wants any position she can get. She's she's woefully unqualified for any of these things. She 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 went to Stanford and she's proud that she went to Stanford on affirmative action, right? Like I don't know why you would be proud of something like that. Basically, advertising the fact that you couldn't have gotten in on your own merit. But there she is, and she makes a big point of being Latina, which she's basically half Latina and doesn't speak a word of Spanish. She is very, she's just super, super ambitious, and she's never practiced law, but she wants to be AG. Hello? She doesn't even yeah. know, she has never even been a lawyer. So, I mean, she, she's like... Well, this, she's these like, are, I'm guessing these are based on union promises to her, like, hey, we'll push real hard for you if... Well, she's, she's, she's put, I will, I will give her some credit, she's pushed real hard for herself. She's made herself a very big profile for 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 an assemblywoman from a pokey little district, you know, on the border. You know, I mean, uh, most fair people enough. There but at the same for- time, she's ruined a lot of people. That <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. She, she, she's 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 made a name for herself by 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 basically destroying other people's lives. And when you know, so this thirty five. So let's go back to AB two two five seven. The the, uh, the the these people, these writers, um, formed their own. Kind of a de facto little union. They 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 realized you you know they decided to fight fire with fire. Writers are pretty good at uh, at uh, you know doing doing sick burns on on the internet, and she was getting some really bad blowback from creatives like musicians and and writers about right. the thirty five submission article or submission thing and and whatever, and and other kinds of things uh, that happened had to do with musicians. Although musicians didn't get as good a deal as writers did, um, so she finally. You know, they convinced her to come to the table with them to sit down and hammer out a different solution. As it turns out, the 35 article thing was something that she plucked literally, not literally, figuratively out of her rear end. She, she, she admits when people say this was an arbitrary number, she said, oh, yeah, you know, when you make a law like this, you're going to have some arbitrary things. I mean, that, the, the, she, the, the one thing that was responsible for hundreds and thousands of people losing losing work that they loved and she's like she shrugs her shoulders and waves her hand and says oh yeah well it was already yeah i guess it was arbitrary but you know so what um and basically she I, from what i understand i don't know if this is true but the rumor has it that she basically took that number from some one guy who said oh why don't you just make it 35 and she said oh that sounds right and she just that's what she did and i mean to be of, honest had she made it 50 or 60 it would still be the same position well, similar, but yeah, yes, yes. Actually, there should not be any limit. But on the other hand, right. she'll be. She, but she, look, I understand the other point of view. If you don't put any limits on it, then what's to stop a, a newspaper from basically using somebody like a like a like a, a staff reporter and to saying they're an independent contractor and and basically having them work the same as everybody else? So, look, I'm not saying it's easy. So I'm sure if she were here, she would say, you know, you think it's so easy? You do. You figure it out. So when she sat down with the writers. Um, you know, I'll give her a tiny bit of credit. When she sat down with the writers and they they worked out this deal, they changed the language. Unfortunately, the language as it still stands is very uh, uh, easy for if the EDD wanted to come in and uh, and, and sort of um, you know 
uh, aggressively prosecute a, 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 you know, an outlet that where basically the, the, the new language says that you can't have replaced an employee with a freelancer. And what is that? What, how do you, who's, who decides what a replacement looks like? If I fired somebody a year ago and now I put somebody else on that beat, who's a freelancer now, does that mean I replaced somebody or, you know, I, 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 there was a columnist who died and now, and now I have a freelance person doing that column or a different column. And did I, did he, I replace an employee? Because if you, if you found that you've replaced it, you can't replace an employee with a freelancer at, at, or you face that $25,000 fine or something or something like it. So it's not, it's still not the best, but they did remove the cap. And I did hear her with my own ears say when when they were talking about this, when they were passing this law when they, uh, in uh, the assembly, because I watched the live stream. I can't believe I'm watching a live stream from the assembly. It's like watching paint. <laughs> but she did say, I mean, I cannot believe that this is my life now. But she did say I was, they were right and I was wrong. She actually said those words. They were right, I was wrong. Because, you know, she really didn't understand how our work works. And I don't believe that she's as, as, she may not, she's, she's, she's very rude and dismissive, but I don't believe that she's as aggressively trying to ruin people's lives as the unions actually are. The unions really would like prefer if independent contractors did not exist at all. For oh, her, of course they would. we're merely an inconvenience and, and, um, and she doesn't want the bad press of being, of, of, of everyone saying she, she is fixing it so writers can't write and musicians can't do music and artists can't do art. You know, that's not a good look. You know, so she doesn't like that and she doesn't really want that on her on her resume. So she's she tries to work with the most vocal and the most um, uh, the squeakiest wheels to try to get them to stop squeaking about her. And that's what that's what AB 2257 was really all about. That she was getting a lot of blowback. And I think, you know, I like to think that, you know, that, that the blowback from AB 5 is why she wasn't picked for um, for secretary of state, she not picked for AG. I don't think I uh, hope not. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, it's, it's, she's, but I think it's not so much even the law as bad as it was, but her reaction to it and the way she's handled people's, um, grievances has been so uh, childish and petty and mean that, and public that yeah. it's, that it's like, what, I mean, for someone who's so ambitious and so, um, you know, she really wants to be, you know, the first Latina, whatever queen of, of California, um, I mean, for someone who, who has those aspirations to, to, be, to allow herself to behave so um, um, irresponsibly and, and recklessly in public, I mean, I'm, I'm, I tweet all kinds of stuff that I probably shouldn't, but I'm not a public official, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm not. Right. I remember, know. I remember when she was blocking accounts and then went oh, yeah. away from that because you can't do that. And she was crossing lines herself. Oh, yeah. She recently, she recently unblocked everybody, including me. And um, I'm not sure why that was. Maybe she got, uh, she got, here's, here's a person who's, who's supposedly has a law degree, you know, who, who does and, and who knows better, should know better that you're not, you're, uh, public officials not allowed to block people. She says she's doing it on her quote unquote private. Uh, you know, she has two, she has two Twitter accounts. There's a, right. But they're both verified. So yeah, they're both verified and, because they're and both the verified. Be, you know, yeah. I mean, there's, there's one where she, she posts, she posts political stuff on both of them, but on her personal one, she'll post, you know, you know, some, some kissy face, uh, uh, thing that happened between her and her husband. That that's a whole other story. Um, and that, that, that she thinks that that makes that account personal. Therefore she can block people. It doesn't make any right. sense. Right. If she, if she had an account that wasn't verified, even that I would imagine would be even under scrutiny because she is an elected official. 
Right. I mean, she was doing that partly because she doesn't like to see the bad shit, but also because, um, you know, while she was being in, under consideration for some of these roles, she didn't want, uh, you know, those of us who don't appreciate her, uh, you know, being given a voice on her, on her, um, on her feed because not because when she blocks us, all she gets are the, you know, the, the fans and the sycophants and the, Oh, you were so wonderful. And Oh, thank you so much for reducing diaper taxes, <laughs> you know, and those kinds of things. Um, you know, aren't you wonderful for going down to the border and giving people vaccines yourself? Like, like, like she thinks she's like Florence Nightingale and it's absolutely ridiculous, but you know, like the, you know, politicians have kissed babies for, for, you know, oh, yeah. for hundreds oh, of yeah. years. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't really begrudge her those kinds of photo ops and whatever that that's what people do. But it's, uh, you know, the, the whole, the problem is the thing that's very disheartening to me is we worked so, so hard to try to get this thing repealed. And because of the supermajority in, in Sacramento, it was always a, a, you know, lost cause. I mean, this, this, this guy, I think he's from the Sacramento area, Kevin Kiley, uh, on the, who's a Republican, uh, an assemblyman, very, very bright, but very kind of young and sort of boy scouty and, and, uh, and, and, you know, really, really, um, earnest, you know, she, 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 she looks at him like like he's a bug that she could squash. I mean, he's he, he's, he's he's intellectually, you know, far her superior. He has, he has degrees from both Harvard and Yale, and they were not affirmative action degrees. Um, you know, he knows what he's talking about. He's an excellent writer, an excellent debater, an excellent speaker, um, and uh, you know, and and has written some really reasonable, not radical, not right wing, very smart, fair bills to try to make it so that everybody can work and everybody can be happy. And they've all been, she literally threw a petition that he had signed by like seven, I forget how many people, a lot of people. He, he said he brought her a petition in the assembly. We watched her throw it on the floor. We watched her throw it on the floor of the assembly. This is her attitude. And, and she knew the cameras were on, you know, I mean, it's, so it's like, it's like, well, um, you know, it's just very hurtful to have, you know, she, she, she's always complaining. She's always crying that she's the victim, but it's extremely hurtful to be treated as if you, your life doesn't matter. Your work doesn't matter, especially since a lot of us work in fields where our work is based on, on our creative skills and our talents and our, you know, something that's very, you know, close to being about our identity. So I know that you guys are all, you know, we're talking about, you know, gig work and stuff like that. I'm not putting that down at all. But, you know, the people who have been caught up in all of this, I've, are, you know, we've built our lives around this. And look, I'm, I'm 59 years old. Um, I worked in advertising for over 20 years. I was, a, I was a, like a Mad Men style, like Peggy Don Draper kind of person, uh, a copywriter and then an associate creative director. I've, I've worked in New York. I've worked in Paris. I've, I have, I've had a long professional career. But if I wanted to go back, even if I wanted to go back and get a job in that industry, nobody gets hired at my age. You know, and I wouldn't want to work in an ad agency at my age because they, you know, they, they, they expect you to work weekends. You think you're in a, you think you're going to get to be like protected if you're in a job. You know, the, I, I, I never gave up so many vacations and weekends than when I was working in the ad business. But when I'm freelance, well, I can do whatever I want. You know? And I was going to say that, you know, part of, I'm, I'm 48, so I'm a little under you, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm up there too. So I, I got to say a lot of people who put in their passion like you did to jobs for so many years, the natural progression is to do what you've done. Exactly. And not only that, I mean, the natural, one of the things that is really upsetting about the PRO Act also, about AB5 and the same thing, is, um, you know, for a long time, 
uh, for people in, you know, prof- you know, professional jobs and executive type positions, it's been a long honored, time honored tradition that what's worked out really well for everyone, where someone will basically either they'll leave their job because, you know, it's, it's, they're overworking full time, but they'll come back to the same company and offer their services as a, as a consultant, you know, bring me in every once in a while to help out with things. Um, you know, or come in as a kind of an outside, um, we'll give, bring an outside perspective in. And, you know, they're an independent consultant. But under under AB5 and laws like the PRO Act, this would no longer be allowed. That person would have to be made an employee every single time they come in and work, um, even if it's only for a day. It sounds crazy. And I, it, people are going to hear this and say, that can't possibly be true. I wish it, I wish I were wrong. I wish it, I wish it wasn't true. It is true. Um, I'm also in a group of people um, I belong to, it's, in a, it's a Facebook group, but it's kind of a, a membership, kind of a club, I guess you'd call it, of, uh, of people who do like leadership coaching and other kinds of consulting and training inside of uh, corporate organizations. And because I write and draw and do kind of fun things and, and, and lead workshops with, you know, teaching people how to doodle and things like that. Um, you know, a lot of my colleagues in that club like to bring me in on um, on jobs, and a lot of them also bring each other in on jobs. Like, hey, you know, I'm they, they, I'm, a, I'm this leadership coach, and I can't handle all the business that I've got. I'm going to bring this person in as a subcontractor. That is completely not allowed under AB five or the Pro Act. It doesn't matter how little you work for the person. It doesn't matter right. how, you know. So it's like. Um, you know, the only way it would work would be if the client paid each consultant separately, you know, directly, which I guess is okay, but it's not very, it's not very appealing to the client or to the, you know, to the person bringing you on to have to, um, you know, it just, it just, it just is very unwieldy and, and it's kind of embarrassing. It's like, well, don't you have a business? How come, how come I have to work with this other person and pay them? You know, so it's kind of. You know, it's very, uh, you know, so it's, it's very hard for people like me to to actually do those gigs anymore. Even though what I do is completely different than what the person is bringing me on. But the the reason that the reason it doesn't work in my instance is because one of the um, one of the rules of AB five is that you can't be doing work that's going to be used by your clients' clients. So, like, so that precludes my ever freelancing for an advertising agency again. Like, which I right. used to get, I and used like, to get, yeah, I, used to I know, I know you were talking about writers. I know writers who work for Denver Post and for Nine News, things like that out here in Denver. And I know others around the country too. And some of those have been like, like the Denver Post, the biggest uh, newspaper outlet here in Denver, is owned by the Chicago Tribune, which owns the Miami Herald. Right. These writers often write for all of those. Right. Exactly. And now, and now it's not, they can't hire them as a employee, like you were saying, but now it's like, well, I write 50 articles a week. If you go on all the publications I do. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is that the, that the, the cap is gone. The cap is right. The, right. The, the AB2257, that's the major thing that happened. And I, I, you know, the, the California uh, freelance writers group, um, did an amazing job bringing bringing Lorena to the table and hammering out some kind of a compromise, even though it wasn't perfect. It was the best that they could get, and it was a lot better than what we had. Um, so that so was that was good. You know, I can't, let, I'm let, not going to say it wasn't good, but it, it's let, still not good enough. No, so. it, it, it's better. But let me yeah. let me ask you this though: if if the when they started this, if it was really meant like, okay, we've got the independent contractors who've been doing this for 40, 50, 60 years. This is how it goes. Now we've got the gig economy. The unions want a piece of that. The unions always want a piece of something because of I, I was born and raised in Detroit. 
And I've seen nothing but union failure failures right. my whole life. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's destroyed lives. It's, it's hurt my family directly. Mm. Um, you know, I know there are some, you can go look up some times where unions help, but in the, for, for the most part in this country, unions have hurt more than they've helped and well, they very often are corrupt. Mm. Um, you know what? But, I think a lot of, a lot of organizations start off with the best intentions. And then as, as, as time goes on and they gain power and they get used to it, then all that stuff starts to sink in. Like, you know, I think the idea of, of being able to collectively bargain is a great idea. You know, my mom was a school teacher in New York City for many, many years. And her and because of her union, she didn't, you know, she got to take a lunch break. She got to go to the bathroom. She got to, you know, not have to, you know, mark papers in the middle of the night, you know, and stuff like that. She, you know, there were things, there were things that they did for her that they did not for her, but to make, to make life livable for teachers in New York City at the time, this is the 70s. But now you see what they're doing here, especially here in California. It's like now they're holding everybody hostage. They won't come back to work unless they have the vaccine. Okay, then we'll say, all right, we're going to prioritize. Gavin Newsom is not my favorite person. You know, (laughs) I said, like, let's prioritize teachers and give them the vaccine first so we can open the schools, which was a smart idea. And the the teachers union say, no, we don't want that. What we want is like you give us this and this and this and this, then maybe we'll come back to work. And so now so it's like. Um, you know, if they want to, you know, that's just, this is why unions are getting such bad press, you know? Well, so, I, so speaking of Gavin Newsom, though, I, I do want to ask you this. So if, what, initially what, what Lorena wanted from AB5, what Newsom signed on for and what he thought, why, they, why this became laws, they were going to have the gig economy, they were going to have all independent contractors. Well, right away they started doing the carve-outs, mm-hmm. then Prop 22 passed. Right. And then also all the app-based uh, gig platform workers were exempt. Everybody. Well, else you know they're fighting exempted. that. They're fighting that in court. So I don't know if that's going to hold up. We hope it will, but uh, I but, don't know. But I guess my, my my question is, what's the point now? Like, I, I, what's the point of AB five now? You've lost on every, or not you, but the no, the I state has lost. The state has lost on every battlefield it's tried. Okay, I'll tell you, here's here, the point. Well, there's, some of it is just pure bullheaded stubbornness on her part. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not only her. They would have to get the state of the, all of the uh, the people, you know, they would have to get a majority to vote to repeal it, which, you know, um, she's not the only one who's in the pocket of the unions. So, you know, the, the, we, have a, we have a Democratic supermajority in Sacramento, all, I mean, many of whom are, you know, they, we actually can see how much, how much unions pay them to do. They got, actually got paid after they voted. They got money after they voted for AB five. Like it was like they voted. They did the vote. They did the right thing. They got money. So, you know. So they, she's not the only one. But some no, of it is just no, stubborn. No. Yeah. Some of it's not. Some of it's just stubbornness and just pure spite. You know. Some of it's just spite. Um, there's no. They, they, there was. She. The, she is the major cheerleader for this, though. Well, yeah. She has to be. Um, she's the yeah. author. She. You know. Her entire career. She. She's even called it her life's work. I've heard her say that a couple of times. So some of this is emotional and and and, uh, and ego driven for her, and some of it is, I would imagine, um, you know, she has to deliver for her for her uh, her um, handlers. You know, I guess I guess I, what I would her, think though know? is if this is if I'm her and this is my life's work and this is what I'm really really proud of, and I know she's trying to go up the ladder, but this is what I'm really really proud of. I would not. I would want to reevaluate this now and go, well, wait, AB5 makes no sense. We've carved out 90%, 80%. Gig yeah. workers aren't included. 
let's just abandon this. I think it's a, I think it's desperation now on her part, you know, to just hang on to this thing, you know, because she does she can't admit that she was that this whole thing was a big mistake. Um, and I think the fact that the PRO Act is happening or could be happening um, in um, in D.C., in her mind, um, you know, shows that, well, you know, I was right all along and maybe we were just a little too early with this thing. But look, it's going to go national now. So here's the thing. I mean, what's disheartening to me is we've all fought all of us who've been fighting ADB5 all this time. And it's been like a third, like a second job for me. Um, we've been fighting so hard. And now if the PRO Act passes, it won't matter what happens with AB5 because everywhere right. will be like California. <laughs> the good, I, what I've written on Twitter is the good news for me is that I won't have to move out of California because every place will suck just as bad for independent contractors. But, but if you care more about your right to work than my personal convenience, then maybe you should call your reps and tell them uh, to vote no on, on the PRO Act. Um, but I mean, I, what, 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 what's very, what's very upsetting to me is that and, we to the, want... and to the listeners too, real, just real quick yeah. interjection. I do want to say that if, if you, if you look up these numbers, we're talking over 50 million or is it 50 million independent contractors? In 50, I think it's like 59 million. Um, 59. I mean, we're, we're not talking a little piece of the pie here, people. We're talking about a huge population of people. And not only that, there's more people who provide yeah, a lot of jobs ranks every needed. day. There's more people becoming uh, freelancers every day, especially after, especially do it during COVID. People discovered, you know, yep. they can work from anywhere. Um, this whole idea of being like a like a nomad and just being able to work from anywhere has become like, okay, well, I can do this now. It doesn't mean you can't do it as part of a as part of a, a traditional job. You just you're just working remotely, but. Um, you know, more and more people have discovered that, you know, that, that freelancing is, is, a, is, a, is something that you can do. Women especially form a lot of the ranks of freelancers because we need, I mean, I don't have any children, but if I did, we need to be able to be home with our kids or maybe like I was taking care of uh, my, my mother-in-law recently passed away, you know, taking care of elderly relatives and things like that. So being able to, to design your, your life, your work around your lifestyle, your life situation um, is very, very important. And just because there's 59 freelancers today, just because you might not be freelancing today, guess what? When you get to be my age or when you get to have a situation where you have a medical emergency or a family member falls ill, you want to be able to have the the flexibility to say, all right, well, I, I, I don't want to be in an office every day or I don't want to be full time, but I want, to, I, I want to just hang out my own shingle so that I can you know, kind of work part-time on my own schedule. And, and yeah, I know I miss out on sick days, but it doesn't matter since I'm not working every day anyway. And um, I'll pay my own health insurance. And, you know, that's how I want to live my life now. Maybe I, I was in corporate for, you know, almost three decades. I was, I was getting a, a regular paycheck from a company. So it's not like I've been, I've never wanted to work in a job. I worked in a job and now I don't. I, I, I have too. <laughs> I think everybody should have that choice. I, that's all we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying. We're not saying. Oh, you, I mean, I'm upset with unions now because they're give, because they're 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 creating a situation where they don't want to allow us to exist. If they would right. just live and let live, we don't have any problem with. If you want to go join a union, go. God bless. If I joined, if I if I actually did get employed at the company and it made sense for me to be part of the union, I'd join in a second. It's not that I hate unions. It's that unions hate us. They don't want us to be able to do what we do. And, and I think it's, be, you know, the, the general idea is our existence threatens their monopoly. And for collective bargaining to work, you know, people who cross the picket line have always been considered the, you know, the scabs and the bad guys. And I don't think I'm crossing a picket line because I don't think my work has anything to do with their work. But in some cases, in some cases, maybe it does. I mean, 
if uh, if all of the newspaper writers decided, you know, the employed ones who are in a union decided to walk out on strike and the newspaper could still use the freelancers that they hire, then, yeah, I guess it would feel that way to the to the union workers. They wouldn't be able to put as much pressure on the hiring entity to to do what they want. You know, so in, I mean, on, in principle, it, you know, I can see their point. I don't think I don't think it's valid because I don't see why they should get to decide for me what I do and what I don't do. But, um, you know, I understand their point of view and why they want it that way. But just because they want it that way doesn't mean it should be law. You know, um, they're they're not the majority. And um, I mean, even even among their own members, a lot of them don't agree. I mean, for let's take the teachers. I've heard a lot of teachers want to go back to work. The unions are saying no. They're using they're, they're using the, the teachers as a as a, um, a as a tool to blackmail the um, to extort the state basically. Um, and and parents and children are the are the you know the fodder, the cannon fodder for the situation. So, I mean, but I don't want to get into a, into a, into a debate about unions, good or bad. My, my all no. we want is, is just, is just to be able to be allowed to exist. And what's upset, the most upsetting part to me about all of this is that it's about to happen to everyone in the country. And, 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 they, and people are just as clueless as we were in California, maybe not quite as much because we are sounding the alarm. Um, people are just as clueless across the country as we were in California. And I think everybody, just like before, is thinking, oh, this doesn't apply to me. This is just about DoorDash. You know, and it's right. Like, no, I mean, and that's what we've been trying to bring light to. And that's one thing that I would kick myself if we didn't talk about today. So let, let's talk about what what the PRO Act is trying. And what I mean, obviously, the bottom line listeners is, is that if this happens, all these things that we've been talking about today isn't going to be about California anymore. And just how it happened in California and all of a sudden Lisa knew about it once it had happened. It's going to be that same kind of exactly. swift it's movement. Like, yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, they're moving very fast on a lot of things in Washington right now, if you haven't noticed. And um, and this is like, you know, the fact that this comes up, like, is so, like almost just, just over a month after the new administration comes in um, is like, is no accident. You know, this is payback. No, for, no. You know, um, and, and so this is, I mean, this was already voted on, by the way. Act was already voted on about a year ago in the House and passed in the House a year ago. But they had to start it over again because right. of the new session. Um, and um, it passed along party lines. All Democrats voted for it. Um, I mean, all, yeah, all Democrats voted for it. Only not, not, all, not all of them. That's not true. Democrats voted for it overwhelmingly because Richard Trumka, who's like a head of whatever part of whatever union group, I forget, um, basically said, you know, if you don't vote for this for this law, there will be no more money. There'll be no more door knocks from any of our people. So basically you get defunded by us if you if you don't vote for this. And a few didn't. A few stood up and said, you know, we don't like this. And um, and, and they have all been, they've all lost their uh, their union funding. So, but now there's, you know, it's a, it's a chance it might not pass because the, the, um, the numbers are much closer, but the Democrats still have a majority in the House. And so, you know, people are thinking it's likely it's going to pass the House. Um, the Senate, you know, obviously we're st- it's much closer in the Senate, um, you know, and, and so we're going to have to probably lobby, you know, senators to, to, to not vote for it. But what we really would like um, is not to stop the PRO Act so much as to get rid of the ABC test inside the PRO Act. And that's, that's, and that's what that's I was going to – I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to ask you next was that I remember when the PRO Act was first being discussed, I remember reading articles about how – and I don't remember which um, senators or House seat members or whatever 
we're, we're saying what, but I remember a lot of people saying we can't use this test. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. cause I mean, like I've said before to people, the ABC test, basically, if you're an independent contractor, take it, you will fail it. Yeah, exactly. Because pretty much anybody, look, here's where you, the people who can pass the ABC test are like, if you're a plumber, you know, and you come and fix okay. my toilet, you don't have to be my employee because I'm not in the, in the I'm not a plumber. And, and, and you're also not fixing my mother's toilet. You're fixing mine, you know, but, but if you're, if you're a, um, if you're, if I, like me, I'm a, if, if you're a writer working for a newspaper, you can't be freelance because the, 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 uh, under the, under the, the pro act, because the, um, you know, the, the newspaper's main business is, you know, providing written content and you're writing content. Therefore you, you fail the B part of the B test of the ABC test. Um, if you're a, um, if you're a, uh, if you work in the, in like video or something and you're like a sound person who likes to go on, you know, likes to be hired, like on, like on gigs for like, Oh, I have a one day shoot. Can you come and, 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 you know, run the, run the sound, hold the boom mic. You can't be a freelancer. You can't be an independent contractor because, you know, what you're doing is in the usual course of business of the company, you're under the control and direction of the person running the shoot. Um, the, 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 what they're, what you're shooting is probably going to be for somebody else. It's not for the person, you know, running the camera, the person right, that, that we're creating a product for somebody else. So all those, for all those reasons, um, you know, people who work on a film crew, uh, as a, as a, um, you know, as a, just a kind of a journeyman on a film crew can't be an independent contractor. It just, it really doesn't, it basically makes most independent contracting impossible, except as like, you know, if I want to be a, if I want to do marketing or writing for a company that makes, you know, water heaters, then I could possibly be a a freelancer for them because I know what I'm doing has nothing to do with what they're doing as an outside service and, you know, but, you know, I, I don't know. There's no exemptions right now in the PRO Act. There's actually, believe it or not, AB5 and AB2257 are much easier and better for freelancers than the PRO Act is. It's, there's no exemptions right now. And well, not, only that, not only that, I mean, if you are going to be in a union, if you are going to be in a, um, in a, uh, in a regular job, um, a couple of little tidbits about the PRO Act are, the, your, your, if I took a job, my new employer would be obligated to give my personal information to the union, whether I, whether I wanted it to be given out or not. So my home address, my email address, my phone number would all have to be, you know, relayed to whoever was in charge of the relevant union. And then, and then on top of that, um, inside the union, votes that used to be secret ballots would no longer be secret. Everyone would know how you voted on things. So yeah. now, now, like now, they know where I live. They have my phone number. They have my address, and they know whether or not I voted their way. So and they're, pro- and they're probably selling off your data. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what could go wrong with that. But anyway, that's not my problem. I don't really care. No, if they, no. You know, if they want to take, if they want to do that, but, but they, you know, the, 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 the thing is that it would be a very easy fix to this. Would be, um, the believe it or not, the IRS is the good guy in this story. Um, for once in, in my life, the IRS uh, has a test for who could be an independent contractor that has been amended and evolved over the years to kind of um, reflect what's going on on the ground in real life. And it's much less uh, difficult for legit independent contractors to qualify as independent contractors under the IRS test. So what most of us would like to see 
we don't have any illusions that the PRO Act is going to go down in flames, and nor do we want it to. We don't really mind if people I, – I think it's great if people want to form a union. Go ahead. We yeah, want, if, if there's know. a choice. Yes, if there's a choice. And the way it is now with the ABC test, it really leaves no choice. Um, it's basically like, well, sure, you can, you can breathe all you want as long as you do it underwater. <laughs> You know, right. it's like that's basically how they're how the well, the, the IRS isn't stupid. They don't want to lose 59 million workers who report their earnings correctly. Well, well that's true. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is, I know that a lot of independent contractors have their write offs and whatnot, but nonetheless, yeah, they and, pay and, their and taxes. Yeah, like, and there are people who fly under the radar and do things under the table. And but that's not really and it's a lot harder to do things under the table if you're employed because you get because then because you get withholding and they get their money up front. So there's so yeah, I'm sure that they prefer people to be employed, but but if it comes sure. down to be if it comes down to be like you're either um, you know you're an independent contractor or you're not working at all and not paying taxes at all, I'm sure they prefer to be able to get to, to get that money too. Besides, right, because that could change the face of this country overnight. Exactly, exactly. So so um, you know the IRS test for who can be an independent contractor, I can't give you details right now, but I can tell you that. Everybody I know um, would be happy with the result, or at least at least happier with the result, or relieved at a result where the PRO Act passed, but with the IRS test in there instead of the ABC test. And it's not even the PRO Act isn't even the only law that, that that's on the, that's going around right now. There's another one in the Senate. I forget the name of it. Um, something about worker flexibility or small business protection. It's it's like all these things have such beautiful names, but they but what they really are. It's, it's like it's like the way they name things in California. It's like oh the 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 better schools and happy children act is really all about raising your taxes. It has nothing to do with schools, you know. So it's kind of it's kind of the same thing um, with this other law. I, I, I wish I had it on my. I, I feel stu- stupid that I don't remember what it's called, but it's um, it's being. Um, it's being uh, uh, pushed by Sherrod Brown, and I forget who else. But it's also very—it's similar to the Pro Act. And if they—if they both go into effect, it's going to make it like like 1099 work will not be able to exist in this country ever. Um, well, so, so so the timing of all this is weird because last week, so with the Pro Act thing happening, I was surprised to see what Microsoft did last week. I don't know if you know this—they teamed up with LinkedIn. To create to to change Dino LinkedIn Marketplace. Yeah, I know. Is, is that what used to be called Profinder? Yeah, and they're yeah. refacing it now. Uh, it's it's basically a LinkedIn freelancer market. Yeah, it's kind of like Upwork or Fiverr or something, but on a much it's it's at the level of LinkedIn and Microsoft. It'll hit. 750 yeah, million I plus users. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that, and it is interesting. I actually wrote to the CEO of of, uh, of LinkedIn about this. I haven't heard back. Don't know why he don't have, he doesn't have me on speed dial, but I did write to him about this and say like, what is this about? Now I do know that what they've done uh, over at Upwork is they've figured out a way to uh, to where they w two the people like they like they become like a like a like a clearinghouse kind of a marketplace and, and kind of like. You know, they pay the benefits. I don't. I can't imagine that LinkedIn slash Microsoft is going to want to be in that business. That's but, what I. That's what I took from this too. I'm like these two companies are not going to want to play around. Like upward. yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to connect with. Um, you know, with uh, influencer, not influencers, but like you know, people of of influence in that. Uh, in those companies to see what I can do to get you know get them to talk about about this. Um, yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either, but. Um, you know, it, the only thing I can say is if they they wouldn't probably be doing that if they didn't think there was a way that they could work around it. So, um, especially with this timing, 
I mean, there's no way yeah. they would be launching this, putting all this money into it. And the two of these huge companies, Microsoft, LinkedIn, merging to do this yeah. new marketplaces that will hit all of those users. I mean, that's a lot yeah, of users. Unless, unless, and I hate to say this, unless they're just as ignorant as we were about what was coming down the pipe. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's conceivable that they really don't get because, because frankly, the, the PRO Act, just like AB5, did not advertise that uh, this is the end of independent contracting. It's just kind of a, it's kind of like, um, you know, it's like these drugs that they sell on TV. It's, it's to help you get rid of your psoriasis, but in small print and in very fast language, they say, oh, by the way, if you take it, you might die. You know, but, right. but that's but don't don't listen to that part. Really but I don't see how these two companies would overlook that. I don't know. I mean, they, I know, they've got it's they've got armies of teams that look into this. And yeah, go, well, you're right. I don't going know. I don't know. I mean, the good the, the only good news is about that is that maybe they know something that that we haven't seen about about maybe this won't be as bad as we think. But I don't see how that could be when when we've experienced AB five for a year and, and over a year and it's been so horrible and they and the pro act is even stricter. I don't see how they can um, how they can imagine that this is going to be good for them. Um, well, so- well, the article I read a couple of days ago, I've read a few, but the article I read last a couple of days ago, I think it was in the Detroit Free Press, was um, was saying that um, freelancers got a huge boost. Uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, as people were losing jobs, freelancing has become a, a, a real big target. And we need to accept the fact that the gig economy and independent contractors are here to stay. I mean, the wording was really strong. It was mm-hmm. very, you know, like this didn't sound like, hey, we think this might be a good idea. It sounded like, no, this is, we're going to kind of shut some things down. And it was weird to me that it was Microsoft because I'm not the biggest Bill Gates fan. Right. So I was like, if he's on, if he's on yeah, board with this project, maybe. Well, maybe there's something hopeful here that I don't know. That is, uh, you know, that could be, it could be something good. I don't know. Like maybe they know something we don't know, or maybe they're maybe they're lobbying behind the scenes. Um, but right at the same time, the article right next to it is is Joe Biden pledging that AB five will be everywhere. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, the pro act. The pro act yeah. will be everywhere. You yeah. know. It's, so it's like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> like, are yeah. you guys even talking? I mean, you guys should be talking for one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I, I can't pretend to know why this is, um, why this. And is. I just, I just don't know why the pro act thinks like, hey, look at, let's look at AB five. Yeah, yeah, let's look at AB five. It didn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if you're basing this pro act on and using AB five as your, this is why we think it'll work. You, you're kind of. You're not yeah. really making a case here. You're, I don't know. I, I, I'm really, that confuses me on how yeah. they're going to sell people. I don't, I don't really know what to say about that, except for the fact that, you know, what is work, what is, what is work, what does working mean? It doesn't work for us, but it works okay for people like, people like Lorena Gonzalez like to make laws that not only, you know, uh, uh, fit her worldview and ideology and, and, and please her, uh, her um, sugar daddy donors, but um, that also basically just like, um, you know, ties things up in a little bow. It's a system. She doesn't have to think about it anymore. They don't, they don't want to be, they don't want to have to deal with pesky um, individual situations. They want to have one size fits all cookie cutter legislation that they can say, okay, that's settled. And now we can move on to other things. Um, And I think that that, that to, to them, AB5 does work because it basically, she keeps saying over and over, all we did was codify, 
codified the dynam- dynamics decision, dynamics, I'm not sure what, how you pronounce it. We just codified it. It was, it was, it was already, you know, um, law and we just, we just made it, we just made it into law. Um, that's not true because the, the decision concerned very narrow um, instances. It did not concern every single independent contractor in the whole world. But she she used it as a as an excuse to basically make all these big across the board um, changes, which was exactly what the people who elected her not I'm not talking about her constituents I'm talking about the people who funded her campaign sure, sure. Um, you know uh, wanted and um, so so I think that uh, you know people they love to codify things they love to put things you know well, first of all it's kind of like a legacy and ego thing for them there were already laws on the books to handle misclassification that were not being rigorously enforced. Um, and I think that one of the reasons that AB5 came about, and I don't know about the PRO Act, but one of the reasons that AB5 came about was because she herself wanted to have a signature legislation. She wanted to put her, make her mark on, on, on you know, she, she called it big reform, and she wanted to have that on her resume, on her, on her like, you know, I did this, I did this big thing. Because all the other stuff that she's, you know, that she, that she crows about, that she's known for, it's like, oh, I reduced, you know, ta- taxes on tampons and diapers. Oh, I, I, I was mean to all these, uh, you know, anti-vax parents and made, and, you know, <laughs> made, you know, those, those are, those are what she, well, those are the other things that, that people know about her. So this was supposed to be her big, you know, especially. Well, she may, she might want to take a look at post-political career too, because that will absolute, I mean, look at all the post-politic people. I mean, they. They go do speeches. They they are independent contractors. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, she might she might need to freelance sometime soon. <laughs> so, I should, I really hope so. I don't know. Um, you know, it's not. It's I, my beef with her is just that she was so uh, dismissive about it. She really was very. I really don't think that she specifically meant to cause the harm that she did to the people that she did. I think I, could, I think I agree with you. I don't live in California, but I agree I with you. I think did. the unions I don't think she really, took it. I, I think they took advantage of her. They did. They used her. She was a useful idiot. I'm sorry, but she was for them. And and you know she she agreed with them on most things. And then when she found out the the side effects of this of this you know amazing thing that works so well on paper and in theory, but not in real life. This woman has never held a job in real life. She's never held. She's never signed the front of a check or the back of a check in real life. So. You know, she she a lot of the stuff that she that she thinks about work work great in academia and on paper. Her best friend, a woman named Vina Dubal, who's a lawyer and a, and a professor at Berkeley, um, you know, it has written a page after page papers and stuff that talk about this kind of um, that this this kind of life. And we think she had a big hand in um, in writing it. Um, and she's yeah, I've, I've I've spoken with Vina on a couple oh, occasions yeah? about yeah. well yeah. about why about why things happened or. Her and I don't necessarily argue. We just mm-hmm. I just like to know where she's coming from on things when I've asked her. Well, she and Loretta are BFFs. They're like they're like uh, they have a huge mutual admiration society, and so um, yeah, I get you know. that. But she's the one writing some of this stuff, and I've wondered, hey, what what's going on with this? You know, like yeah, no, there's, there's, know, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure she informed a lot of it, um, and I know that um, you know Loretta looks up to her. I think she's a brilliant. She's 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 a smart person. You know, I think she's got a lot more um, going on upstairs than Lorena does. Um, yeah, but but she is really a true believer in all of this stuff. But it works really great on paper, just like every other utopian society stuff works great on paper. And then when you try to do it, um, look what happens. You know, we don't know. And that's, and that's kind of that's my position is that can't we look at what's 
happened around this world when things yeah. like this go on. And, well, it's, and it's easy, always a fail. You it's know? easy it's, to say, like people will say, oh, look at Venezuela or something like that. And everyone's right. like, oh my well, God, you're exaggerating. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh my God, we're not Venezuela. So I can understand why people why people dismiss those kinds of arguments. But given that, sure. given that we've, that we in California have, 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 have beta tested this for the past year and a half. And, and, and the, and, and it's, and it is so, it is such an obvious fail. Um, newspapers and other press on both sides and all across the political uh, um, landscape have, have, have panned it, utilize, I mean, just, just, just unanimously panned that this is, that this was, even the, even the ones that ascribe good intentions to it are like, okay, this, this, that, that people, people had, had, a, they, they thought this was a good idea, but obviously it doesn't work. And then all the way to the other side of the of the gamut, which is oh, they're trying to you know uh, turn California into a communist country. I don't I don't believe in you know any of that stuff. I just think it just doesn't. No, work. no, no, no. And, no. and so it's it's like, and and the thing is that if you look at the groups that have formed to um, to fight it, it's a very mixed crowd. I mean, um, many of the people are oh, I... have, have voted blue their entire lives because they're creative people and they're from the arts and stuff. And a lot of it's yeah. deadly Democrat. And they're like, how could you do this to us? We voted for you, you know? And, um, and they're still, they're still like kind of like scratching their heads about how they find themselves in the situation. Um, because, you know, they want everybody to be, they want to take care of people. They want people not to be exploited. They want to make sure that people have a good wage they they probably even most of most of the people in our groups even think that you know we we tried to we i helped get i i supported prop 22 but only because it was the only referendum that we ever got to have on ab5 not because i didn't think that drivers deserved you know better a better deal and they got a better deal with prop 22 than they had before but sure. um, but uh you know I think that a lot of people in our group would be happy if if AB five only applied to rideshare and uh, and left the rest of us out of it. But they would, would not just because they would be left out of it, but because they would think, well, yes, it's true. Uber and Lyft are making a lot of money off of these people, and they should they should treat them better. You know, we right. all agree with that. You know, right? But, That's you know. my confusion, and why you and I are talking today is why once Prop twenty two did pass, whether you like, I mean, like I have a friend who's a IT consultant in Nevada, California. Right. He didn't know about AB5 till I told him. He's like, he, he kind of blew me off. He's so busy, and we've been friends forever that he was like, he's like, I don't know. It's not going to apply to me. He just kind of blew me right off. I was like, all right. And then we were talking a little bit later, and when it came to voting, he's like, I'm like, so how did you vote? And he's like, what, with Prop 22? I said, yes. He said, you know, I, I voted for I voted um, for yeah, uh, yes on Prop 22. He goes, I feel horrible about myself. He goes, that's against everything. He kind of, he goes, it's the first time I've ever voted for big corporate, or I yeah. feel like I did, and I don't believe in that. But I also don't believe in losing my all my work. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's that's the issue that they tried to pit it. They tried to make it like if you vote yes on Prop Twenty Two, then you're then you're you've been you've been hoodwinked by the big by these big corporations, and um, or you're 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 voting to for the for the millionaires and the billionaires, and not for the little guy. And it's like, no, I'm voting for everyone's right to decide their own destiny and their own way of working. And if it happens to benefit the the, the big companies, um, that's not a good enough reason for me not to not to vote for it. And and um, the problem, the problem with people like Lorena Gonzalez and those folks is that they're not happy unless the big companies lose. They, like I said earlier, they want to punish. Um, you know, she, 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 she was the one who said F Elon Musk. She, she, anybody who's successful, anybody, any company that makes a lot of money, 
just by the fact that they make a lot of money, whether they do it off the backs of their poor, starving workers, or even if they don't, um, they, there's something suspect about it. There's something bad about it. Um, they're not, they're not doing enough. They're not paying enough. They're not hurting enough. They're making, you know, a profit is, profit is evil to, to, to people like her. And so, um, you know, businesses exist to make a profit. I'm sorry. You know, if they're making too much profit and people are not being paid enough, then there needs to be some kind of a balance, but, you know, just, just the, um, just the fact that there's, that they, that they aren't going out of business is to her evidence that they are evil and wrong. But at the same, see, at the same time that you're making the comment about big business, though, I've had I've had conversations with people who who were who were very on board with AB five, and they said, you know, I said, well, you know, our, first of all, eighty five percent of of the app based gig economy in the United States is part time. Mm-hmm. Only fifteen is full time. Right. So it's, a, it's a, just like everything else. They're taking the minority and making and making everybody else suffer for it. It's like um, it's like a lot of the other stuff that's going on in politics right now. Like point point zero 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 one percent of I don't know how many people, um, you know, uh, uh, today who who are you know trans women. Uh, you know, we're going to change it. We're going to make it so women's sports, you know, the women, girls can't compete because the, there's, a, there's someone who was born a man, you know, who can run 10 times faster than them. It's a bit, bit but they're changing laws to, to, to cater to the very, very small minority. It's the same thing with the ride share. You know, right. I mean, ride share was well, made for people doing it on their in their spare time, part time as a, as a fill in thing or a side hustle, not as a full time. If you want to be a full time worker, then get a job driving for FedEx. That's right. Good. Well, you know, a lot of people too were under the under the impression that, well, you know, AB five is going to make sure that I have a floor payment, and I'm like, and no more. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but they're like, but you know, and I'm like, and you're going to lose your flex. And they're like, well, no, we're we've been promised we're not going to lose our flex. I'm like, by Lorena Gonzalez. I'm like, because the companies that you hate are going to be the ones who are going to take away your flex. Right. If they have to make you an employee, trust me, they're not. If Uber has to make you an employee, you're not working for DoorDash and Lyft, too. Right, exactly, and you're also driving as many hours as they decide, and, and where they tell you, and where they tell you, and all that <laughs> I mean, stuff. This is and if you don't, and if you don't want to do that, then you don't get to then you don't get to drive. So basically, it's going to be a bunch of it's going to just be another taxi company, um, right. you know, except where people get to, people use their own cars. So, you know, it's it's. Now there are things that 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 the rideshare companies do that I think are that people talked about a lot when we were when we were fighting about Prop 22 that I think are are wrong. Um, I, the, some of the advertising is a little deceptive. They make it look like it's going to be a career. They they entice people who can't really afford it to go out and lease a vehicle to drive instead of driving their own car. Um, you know, it's I I think those kinds of things, and then they get into a situation where they have to pay more to lease their car than they're making. Um, I mean, right. I, heard, I heard that story a few times, and I think that's really bad. I mean, I think I, when when it was like, hey, you got a little spare time, you've got a nice car that's sitting doing nothing, why don't you drive some people around who need a lift, um, and you can make some money, and they get what they're going, and, and, you, and, and, and you get to basically share your car with other people. I mean, I think that's a great concept. But when you, the minute you start to say, hey, make this your job, and hey, if you don't have a nice enough car, go lease one, that's a problem, I think. You know, right. So. so so I work with with Para too in California, based out of San Francisco. And what we're doing is streamlining an app for all the all, all the gigs you work. 
are bidding for you constantly and showing you all the numbers you can make. And we can show you ana analytically later where you messed up by not taking this or this gig over the ride you took here or, and it's, it's, you know, I mean, these are all things that will be gone. Yeah. I mean, because you'll be under one company. Trust me, people, they will not, I, I, I can't say this enough. I know some people just don't buy this, but they are not going to let you work for all your platforms. Yeah, absolutely. They're not. not. That's just not how businesses work. If like you, you, like you've said a few times, you know, like, you know, like a lot of people might not have a lot of work experience. I do. I've been in this, I've worked service industry almost 25 years of my life, bartending, all kinds of stuff. And I, that's just not how this is going to go down. This yeah, is going to be, you're going to work for one. If you, if we get to a job point, you, you're going to work for one mm -hmm. and there's going to be non-competes and right. you're not going to be working for the other ones. Right. 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 Yeah. So I don't well, know what's I the mean, advice people, we can give people on the pro act is what we, I guess. Well, the best thing to do right now, um, because it's coming up on the 8th of March is to, uh, find out who your congressperson is and call them and badger them, um, especially if they are a Democrat in a, in a swingy kind of district, you know, right. um, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to tell them what the problem is. A lot of these people really don't know um, that the effect that, that, that the pro act will have on independent contractors, it's not being widely advertised by the people who are, uh, who are pushing the bill for obvious reasons. They're talking all about all the great things that, that that'll of happen. Of course. Um, and, and, and this is kind of like, it's, this is kind of like the ugly side effect. You know, you're going to grow hair out of your nose if you, if you, if you take this pill. Um, but you know, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, you know? So, um, so that, so a lot of when we have been finding that when people have been calling the offices of these folks, at least a while ago, they didn't know anything about it. They knew that the, they, maybe they knew the new law was coming up and they didn't know that anybody was against it. They didn't know that anybody besides besides like businesses who didn't want people to be able to unionize the big bad businesses who want to be union busters. Yeah, but it's like we're not we're not those people. We're the we're the you know and and everyone when they hear about this, most reasonable people, when they hear about this, they're like, well, of course freelancers should be able to do their work. Well, of course. Well, I know and everybody knows somebody who freelances. Right. You know? Every so everybody does. And so, and, or, they, or they've done it themselves, or they expect to do it in the future, or they're like, "Well, why would anybody pass a law about that?" When I told, I have a, I have a, a cousin, um, who's, uh, you know, very wonderful person and very progressive, and you know, when I was complaining to her about this. She said, well, Donald Trump must have done this. It's like, no, I'm sorry. You can, I know everybody hates him, but I mean, like, like everybody in our, in our family hates him, but he, this was not his fault. This is not something that he would do. This is not, this is, this is, no, this is all, this is this all. One, on, this is one thing you can't blame him for. No, this is all on, this is all on, on, on the, on the D, on the D side. This is not, none, none of the people on the R side, whether you like them or not, have anything to do with this. Um, right. you know, so, uh, you know, that's, this is, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, you may love your family, but you don't agree with everything they do. Um, but this is just really, but I mean, when you call your reps, they don't know about this. You have to tell them, did you know that the ABC test and the pro act will make it impossible for freelancers to work And the 59 million, 59 million people who freelance in this country will, will have to be made employees, which nobody wants. They don't want it. The companies don't want it. And it's, and, and in which case they will not, they will not be working because the companies just won't hire them. And that's what happened in California. 
So right. we've, already, we've already tested it. We've already shown what will happen. You don't have to guess. You don't have to talk about Venezuela or make any kind of like, right. you know, pronouncements about communism or socialism or anything like that. You don't have to hate unions. You don't have to love unions. You just have to look at California. We've already, we've already demonstrated what happens when you pass a law like this. And so, even out-of-state companies who have people in California stop right. using them. Right, of course. I mean, That's literally, exactly right. people people were considering you guys toxic. Yeah, I know. They really, like, they still are. They still are. Yeah, even with stay away from us. No, all the lawyers have been have basically told companies, don't bother because it's not worth the risk. Even with two two five seven. So, and then don't forget, two two five seven only passed like seven or eight months after AB five. So already, the people who that those all the people who lost their clients, they were gone. They've already found other people to work with. They they're not going to come back. Um, right, and and, so, and the you know. and the and the workers who are independent contractors might not come back. I mean, this the fallout, even if this happens, and then even eventually were to be overturned and fixed, might not recover. Yeah. You know, like if AB, if the PRO Act were to pass nationwide and even if over the next if over the next year and a half, let's say after that, it somehow got revoked and and re rebranded and everything. I don't know that independent contractors would come back in the masses and populate that that quickly. And yeah, I mean, I just you're, you're talking about again, we're talking about 59 million people. We're not just talking about hundreds of people which is right. still always a tragedy. This is 59 million people. Yeah, I mean, and so there's, yeah, so it affects a lot of people, but in general, it's just sort of fundamentally, philosophically, it's like, even if it was 10 people, why should, I mean, right. um, why, I mean, they're, they're, it doesn't make any sense for, for a country that is, is busy passing laws to protect, you know, very small minorities of people, um, you know, like, you know, trans people and stuff like that, which I totally agree with. That's fine. But like, so where, so why does like one third of the workforce not count as, as, a, as a big enough minority to, to want to protect? It doesn't, it, it's not logical. Um, and it's, uh, but also just philosophically, don't you, don't they believe in a person's right to choose their own, like make their own living in the way they choose? I mean, how, how is, how is this like, I wouldn't even recognize my own country if that wasn't an available choice. So, right. you know, it's like I can, you know, I can choose, you know, we believe in all kinds of choices and all kinds of other areas of life. And for whatever reason, work, you only get to be an employee or an employer. That's it. Um, I, I don't understand why in 2021, there isn't more nuance and more, um, more gradations when you can have 25 different genders and only one way to work, you know? So it right. doesn't, it's, 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 just not it doesn't make sense um except it makes sense to the people who don't want uh who don't want companies to have a choice don't want people to have a choice if you want to work you join a union if you want to if you want to get somebody to work with you you hire a union and that's that's what's that i believe is what's driving all this yeah so. but then with that comes dues and all kinds of other of course and things that's too so point. i mean literally you're gonna that's you're gonna get. You're, you're gonna eat it anyway. Well, that's <laughs> so the whole point. That's what they. That's why they're doing this. They want. It's the money. It's oh yeah. The money, it's the money it's and the, the power, money. and they, it's, <laughs> it's the money. It's the money and the power, and they, you know, they don't want to share it either of them with anyone. Not even a little. Not even you know people just doing something on the side. That's not allowed. You know. So it's 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 just it's. 
most people, when they find out about this, think it's really, really bad and unfair. But unfortunately, the, the first time most people will hear about this, sadly, would be after it passes and they, and they find themselves victims of it. And they say, when did this happen? Like we did. And that's happen. why we're trying to get the word out quick. That's why, yeah, I, you yeah. know, with this podcast post, we, we have a, a good listenership around the country. You know, that word of mouth, hopefully somebody listens to it in, in Connecticut and then spreads right. that word to other so, people because... So let me just tell any, like, I'm just going to, we've been on for a while, so I'm going to need to go. But everybody who's yeah. listening, if you think this doesn't apply to you, don't be so sure. It applies to pretty much every single um, person who works. In, if, you, if you call yourself an independent contractor, if you call yourself a freelancer, if you have an LLC, if you have an S Corp and, you, and you're a sole, you're the sole person, you're the only employee in there. Um, you will have a problem if you are going to go and work for in the same industry you've, you've always done. So like if you left a, a company and you want to go back and be a consultant there or someplace else, this will, this will force you to become an employee. If you want to bring somebody in to help you with your business and it's, it's, it's either somebody who does something that's similar to what you do and you're just like a, like a photographer bringing in a second, a second shooter or something like that, they will have to be your employee even if they only come to, to work with you for like one wedding. Okay. Um, if, if so, so it's not just on one end, it's not just if you get to work, it's also if you get to hire people as an independent contractor, you might have to put them on payroll. So it's, it's, you know, it's really, you know, I've got people that I want to work with, but I'm looking overseas. I'd like to hire in the U S but I don't, I don't have enough work to put them on payroll and I don't want to have to pay them. You know, I don't want to pay all this extra money and I'll have to go through all this extra paperwork and hassle to make them be a, uh, an employee of my company, unless I was good. You know, if I put, if I brought in somebody and they were working for me, you know, a, a good number of hours or whatever, of course I would put them on payroll. But most of the sure. stuff that I need things done is just here and there, a couple of hours here, a couple of hours there, you know, one specific project and I don't want to make them an employee. I don't want to have to, you know, hassle with all that. And, and also it costs extra money. I'd have to pay them less. It's just, it's just not. You know, and, not those, and most of those people don't want to be an employee. They don't want to be an employee either. So, it's so like, it's, nobody, it's, nobody wants any of this. Yeah. I think, you know, right now, especially in California, the, 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 the unions get, you know, like it. If everybody, if, if the if laws like AB5 pass, but the state likes it too. They, they, you know, people, People, um, you know, they, they get more um, they get more tax money when people don't deduct their their business expenses. But also, um, you know, everyone was saying when our budget was was slashed because of covid, um, they couldn't believe that that Gavin Newsom kept the 20 million dollars that had been earmarked for enforcement of AB5 in the budget, even with all of the cuts they made. People were saying, how mean is that? And I said, you know, it's not mean. It's actually not a cost. It's an investment. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? It's like, well, you do the math. If 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 they if EDD goes out and finds and they've been uh, they've been uh, you know aggressively looking for people um, they've been luring them in with promises of, of of unemployment benefits and stuff like that even though they were independent contractors and then asking who did you work for and then going and nailing those those clients um, if they can find um, eight hundred. Uh, companies that they can say misclassified a freelancer. Um, they, that's the, the, you know, and they charge each of, they find each of them $25,000. There's a 20 million bucks, right. you know, and then everything after that is just profit. So I think, I think that they're looking at this as a way, as a, as a, as a cash generator for the state. 
um, you know, the more we can find people, uh, you know, we get them, we get them if we get, if we, if they make them employees, we get their tax withholding. If they don't make them employees and we decide they should have been an employee, we can find them 25 grand. Um, you know, so it's like, it's like they, they, there's money coming into the state extra, no matter how you look at it. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's definitely part of it. Um, so it's not, it's not costing them anything to, to, to earmark that $20 million. They've probably already made it back. You know, sure. so um, anyway. Uh, but by the time the dust settles, I don't know. With all the people that will be out of work, I don't know that they're going <laughs> to end up in the in the position they think. So. No, I hope I I, I hope that we can that we can um, educate enough people in D.C. fast enough so that they will at least um, take another look at the ABC test. If we can get the ABC test out of um, out of Proact. Um, and replace it with the IRS test, that will be a big, big victory. Um, and it still won't be perfect. There'll still be restrictions, uh, but it'll be a lot better than, um, than, than, than if it passes in its current form. So um, anybody listening, you know, call your reps, tell them um, the PRO Act is, is not only about the right to organize, it's about, it's about ending um, the rights of independent contractors to work and, to, and companies to hire independent contractors and that you object to that. Um, and that you would like to see the ABC test uh, for classifying workers switch to the IRS test um, as right. a remedy for this. And that's so that's a very simple way of fixing it. Um, unions are against it, of course, because it, 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 you know, it leaves a little bit of a loophole for people to be able to work for themselves. Um, well, so. But that's how it's always been and yep. how it should be. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Lisa, thank you for coming on today. I really I think that this does help. You're in California, so you're you're literally dealing with this. And like like we've talked about a couple of times today, a lot of people aren't going to be familiar with this until it happens. Right. And that's the scariest part. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. Um, it's, it's like it's like I feel like Cassandra, you know, in the Greek myths, like she knew she had the gift of seeing the future, but nobody believed her. And that was her big curse. And I feel kind of like that here. Like I'm telling people, I'm telling people, and they're going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." And it's like, okay, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to say I told you so. I'd rather you figured it out before it happens, so that we can fix it. We can stop this from happening. Um, you know. So, and Biden, is, Biden is all for it. Kamala, Kamala is all for it. She's from California. She's seen what happened, and she's still for it. So yeah. I don't really know what to say. You know, people wrote to her like crazy before all this. Bef you know, before the, you know, way before the presidential election, before anybody ever thought she'd be on the ticket, uh, when she was still our senator, we wrote to her about it, and we never got any satisfaction or even a, even a meeting. So, you know. Yeah, well, I know that all the people I know here in Colorado, none of, none of us want it. Yeah. We don't want anything to do with it. Nobody who hears about it, nobody who hears about it and understands it wants it. But the problem right. is uh, nobody's paying attention, and um, and only only those of us who have been affected by it really understand what's happening and we didn't and look i'm not i'm not pointing fingers because we didn't we didn't know anything about this before it happened to us either you know right. so but so we do know it's starting to happen on the national level so it's yeah. it's time for even though you're not hearing about it in mainstream media it's time to get involved to learn where your state stands to, to read up on this and see exactly what we've been talking about today with the pro act because it is it's it's scary it's scary yeah, yeah. Well, thank right. you, Lisa, for coming on. I really appreciate it, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Okay, thanks a lot. Yep. Bye. Right. Bye.
So I know we ran a little bit over there, guys, but um, wow. I mean, it, there was a lot to take in there, and I hope everybody listened to all of it because I think Lisa did an extraordinary job, and I really want to thank her for being on the show today. Um, we've been trying to run down AB5 for a while. We've talked about it as it's been going, but um, it was nice to have somebody who is very present in the anti five movement and uh, lives in California and has been completely affected by this also has her finger on the pulse with what's going on with all this on the podcast today, because um, I think all this information is very important. Um, the, one of the biggest takeaways that I have is that California didn't see this coming. Uh, most people who were independent contractors or are and freelancers and self-employed and gig workers had no idea this was coming until it was there and it was already a law. And these are the people who, and this is exactly what's going on with the PRO Act. Some people are aware of it, but not many people are quite aware of how big of a decision this PRO Act would be and that it would end many people's careers. Um, Hopefully everybody took away something really good from this episode because it is very important that you all know this if you work in any of those industries because next Monday, I mean, it's not even some long out deadline or date. We're talking about next Monday. This will be talked about and voted on. So it's very important that we all stay on top of this if we want to be able to have the freedom to be independent contractors. And I, I think that I speak for many when I say that we do. I mean, this is our rights, and this is, uh, you know, as long as, as long as you're obeying the rules, but that's on you. As long as you're paying your taxes, you're doing everything right, it's your right to be an independent contractor. You know, it just is. And, uh, and I, hopefully everybody took something away from this, and, um, well, that's it for now. We went o a little bit over, and everybody have a great week, and, uh, yeah. I will, you know, do something great for somebody um, and uh, look into the PRO Act. And I'll see you back here next week on the rodeo. Peace.